Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And today on the show, uh, here on the How Have You Been series, where I'm interviewing old friends from high school, uh, I have with me a good old buddy of mine I've known for like 12 years at this point. Long ass yeah. time. Uh, sixth grade social studies. Um, oh, wow. Kevin and I met. Uh, and uh, he uh, graduated. Um, from the University of Michigan in 2018. Your degree? Biology. Biology. Okay, I don't want to get it wrong. Sure. I can't just say he got you know his degree in being a doctor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all the same to me. But um, but uh, he's back here at home now. He's working over at uh, Oak Street Health. Correct. Uh, over in uh, Chicago Heights currently as a scribe. Um, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, his journey through uh, studying uh, medicine and uh, coming back home from school and uh, everything uh, inside and out. So, Kevin Tulin, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You're, you're very welcome, my friend. How are you today? Uh, today's been good. Um, should I say the date? No, you don't, don't have to. to. <laughs> well, it's very warm outside. Um, abnormally warm for, for late December. It was, I mean, I was outside earlier, and it's like, I mean, it's colder than it was on Christmas, right. which was, like, ridiculous. Yeah, was it was beautiful. I enjoyed it, but still, it's like, fuck, this is fucked up. It's 60 degrees on Christmas Day, mm -hmm. you know? Right. I saw that it was, like, the, it was the first time Christmas was warmer than Halloween and Thanksgiving for, like, first time in, like, 65 years or right. something. It was snowing on uh, Halloween here. Yeah, yeah, and in, in Milwaukee it was too. Well. Um, that fucked me up, man. This has been just a really backwards winter. I'm not complaining though. I appreciate the warmth. I like wearing this pea coat as opposed to like a down. You are a real pea coat guy. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't get this pea coat until um, I want to say my sophomore year of college. Yeah. Maybe that was the transformation. I don't know. But I, I've actually gotten that before. Like, oh, I can see you in a pea coat. Yeah. Whatever that means. I don't know if that's, you just, I don't you know just, if that's good or bad. But you I, just look like you know. You look like you're going to a, you're going to go attend your studies wearing that thing. <laughs> Thankfully, not right now. No studying. Good. Instead, we're drinking root beer. Right. Um, so we got here the IBC Black Cherry. I really want you to try this one. I will, sure. And this is just a classic Chicago-style root beer. And this yeah, is something man. my mom always gets from Costco. Nice. Whenever the family is in town. Awesome. It's a Thank family favorite. Yeah, I love IBC. I used to get these for my birthday, like, every year. Um, I haven't in a while, Mom and Dad. Wow. What's up with that? Call out. Big call out. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, super. <laughs> uh, but fuck yeah, man. Uh, I haven't had these in a while, but... Thank you for yeah. Cheers to cheers. IBC and uh, to a great podcast. Mm, tasty. It's okay if you don't like it. You're welcome to have this one. Is also yours. I thank you. I do like this though. Good. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family is on the fence about that. I think it's okay, but I can't drink more than one of them in a week. Mm. Um, my sister doesn't like them. My sister's boyfriend does like them. Oh really? So we'll see. I'm glad I got another person to weigh in. There you go. I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I avoid my uh, my soda intake these uh -huh. days. Like, but the only two things like I really still drink are is root beer or mm. ginger ale. Like, which I feel like the only two sodas that actually like have some kind of like mm. like t 
taste. Like okay, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, well, that's because those two are like the oldest, right? Those mm. existed before. I, this is me going off just intuition. I don't know if it's true, but sure. I feel like root beer, just because of the way it's made, existed far before any like Pepsi, like cola product. I think it actually yeah. went like yeah. root beer and then maybe cola. I feel like root, yeah, like root beer and like ginger ale were like. They were made to like actually taste like something. You know? Ginger ale was a treatment at one point too. I, I made yeah. talking about that, but I don't. And it's good for an upset stomach right. for sure. But um, but yeah, like after like all yeah the cola products and mm-hmm. like the you know the global like companies and stuff like came like all that shit like I try to stay away from, but I'll still enjoy a root beer or a ginger ale from time to time. We get free soda at work, so I I drink like. Ginger ale, like mm-hmm. more than I probably should. <laughs> ginger ale more than you should. Yeah, like oh, okay. I'll, you know, because I like on nights I work, like sometimes I just can't stay away from it. In um, I was recently in Japan, nice. and in Japan they have Coke and Pepsi products, but they have like derivative flavors that I've never seen before. Interesting. Um, so there's something that I never considered. Um, I don't think they'll ever really make their way over to the states. Okay. Just because of how like. Um, Obscure they are. Yeah, I mean they're they're very popular there. What were like some weird flavors? Um, the 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 best flavor I actually had was a brand that was an off. Sh- I can't remember the name. I, I, you'll have to forgive me. Maybe I can do some research sure, and I yeah. can tell you later. We'll dub it in. But it was, yeah, the brand was. And it, <laughs> and it was kind of like Fanta, but it was like grape Fanta. Okay. But it tasted, um, like. A million times better it was a huge Damn. fan favorite amongst all the other interns in the program. Nice, um, me included. And they always had them in vending machines. Okay. So whenever I'd be walking, you'd see it, it's like a. Dollar. They just taste. They just taste more like organic, like more. Like, did it taste less like you know empty calories and more like yeah. something real? I would say when you like okay, so when you drink Fanta, it kind of leaves a taste in your mouth. Uh, like purple Fanta, which right, I think yeah. is still good. Oh yeah, Crush orange, cr- or purple Crush. But this one, <laughs> yeah. and like uh, it was more, ref- it was like refreshing. But and I'm doing a horrible job of explaining this, but it was just better. I'm gonna see if I can get you a, a link to it. Please do, please do. I mean, I'm a big fan of that. Though. Good. I, I I started like subbing a lot of like the the soda I was drinking with uh, Lacroix. I'm a big yeah. fan of seltzer. Do you like yeah. seltzer? I actually don't. Most, I mean, a lot of people don't. Um, I can drink like the spike seltzer, uh, right? <laughs> but I don't the drink, claws. Yeah, I, yeah. the claws, but yeah. I don't like. I would never be at a restaurant ask for like sparkling water, oh nor God. would I ever get um, like Lacroix at a oh, grocery store. I'll go crazy on that, dude. I uh, I don't know. I just like the carbonation. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like I'm a very like I'm a very like sensory yeah. person, you know. So like I I just think that the bubbles are really soothing, but. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's not for everybody, that's for sure. But, like I said, thank you for bringing the IBC, because I haven't had these in a long time. And oh, I, I used to love these, man. So, uh, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear through our passionate and creative minds. And, um, like I said, yeah, Kevin, we've known each other for, you know, 12 years, and it's crazy, you know, we're still here, yeah. Sitting back in Ho Flow. Uh, That's where it began. Right, yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and back then, you know, we, 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 like, had class together, and then we, like, actually became friends, started hanging out, like, in, like, 7th, 8th grade, mm-hmm. and then... I mean, you just turned 24, yeah. uh, and I will be 24 in about two weeks, and, uh, it, dude, Too fast. it's, it's so whack, man, uh-huh. like, it's just, I don't know, I, I think it's important, though, mm-hmm. to, like, really, like, reconnect with those that, you know, you, like, you know, that you spent so much time with growing up that, like, you know, you can still relate to, yeah. you know, on, like, a, even if it's on a professional level, like, just what, what's going on in your life and whatnot, yeah. and, um, yeah, uh, we we went on to have broadcasting together through high school. Mm-hmm. Those were some of the best times in my high school career, for sure. I know you were more of a Comstock guy. Mm. I personally was more of a ski guy. <laughs> You're and one I, or the that's other. A little con- you had to that's pick a your team. Controversy. Yeah, yeah, you had to pick your team, bro. <laughs> I, um, no, I mean, they were both great, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I I was leaning. Well, you did the TV media. stuff yeah, more. Yeah, that was more my yeah. my passion at the time. And I, I sure did too, but I tried to like you know definitely like dabble into radio too. I feel like I just emotionally connected with Comstock more. Mm-hmm. Ski was more very by the book, like do this a certain way. No, he was like, get it done by this date. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you do, I will like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm a deadline right. guy, so I did that. He liked me. He seemed like he was yeah. a good mentor at that time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He was very like, you know, yeah. He, you you had to do things the right way, uh-huh. like his way, and he liked people that just made good things. You know, Na- naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, mean I, I get it. Like, I was yeah. terrible at making promos, and that's why I think he used to, like, like give me shit so much through yeah. in, in class. Like, I wasn't... I didn't really learn how to construct a good story. Like, that, that came later in college. For me, it was a lot about, like, the... You know, I liked. I loved to anchor. You know, I said you were like the, you were one of the face yeah. faces of. I was like a you know I would like to be like on on camera or I liked to be on air on the radio station. Right. Like I like to actually like use my voice for things. But when it came to like actually constructing like a good project, I was trash. But that's where you you were good at that shit. I, I appreciate that more. I think I was too nervous. I think one, I was too nervous. And two, something about reading off a teleprompter really, like, threw me off. Yeah. I like to think I'm good at reading, I think I'm good at speaking, but when mm-hmm. you combine those two in front of a camera, and there's a, you know, army of people behind yeah, the glass, right. like, mixing and changing the audio and watching. People are spectating you, right, and I then later the entire school's gonna see yeah, it. No, 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 that was not, that was not for me. Do you remember the teleprompter incident my freshman year? Oh my remember? god, you have to... No, I remember it. You have to remind... Oh, yeah, stop the, to- stop yeah. the teleprompter. Where I was, <laughs> dude, yeah. I was like... It was like my first time ever anchoring. Who was... Who was... <laughs> it was Philip Goins. <laughs> <laughs> Philip uh, Goins was... was run- yeah, shout out to Philip Goins. <laughs> but, but he was running the teleprompter, and I was like... I just had no composure at the time, uh, you know, no confidence in what I was doing. So, like, I was just reading the the text off screen, and then suddenly it started going and going faster and faster, and I couldn't, like, keep up. And I was just, like, panicking, and then I just yelled on air, Stop the teleprompter! Stop the teleprompter! I got so flustered, yeah, dude. Ski kept an oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ski kept, like, all of our, like, old clips from freshman year, I remember, and he showed them to us when we were, like on our way out as seniors. Yeah, maybe that's where I saw Yeah, and I yeah, I do remember I remember that was when you 
like there was a clip of you anchoring, and I remember like, like, yeah, like a, you were no, yeah, you were tiny. You know, you're so you're so little at the time. <laughs> but I remember on air, you went like this. You like scratched your nose. Yeah, yeah. I maybe I've I think I've repressed a lot of stuff. Yeah, that yeah. I don't remember. You're just in the middle of reading something, and then you just go. <laughs> kept reading. <laughs> I do remember that. That sounds like something I would. Have done. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, I got I got a little nervous. But dude, there were far there were far goofier things that happened in in VTV. I, it's like you ended up going to med, like you're you you want to go into med school, right? Starting in August. Starting. Oh, you. I got accepted. To oh, Rush. awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Congrats. Thanks, man. So you are yeah. So you eventually. You would go on to be pursuing science, right. uh, completely different than anything broadcasting. Mm -hmm. So, I guess like to start, like, where did you kind of start, like, sparking an interest in going into medicine and into science? Ooh. Um, so as I, this almost feels like an interview question, which uh, I've which I've answered. Could be. Far too many times. But I'll, I'll give you. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm here to give you I'll a give job. You, I'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you the canned response I always give, which is nice. authentic, but it may come off as canned because I've said it a million right, times. Right, right. Um, so it's okay. I have a lot of canned lead-ins for this yeah, show, okay. so <laughs> right, then, you won't, then you won't hold it against me. But, no. Um, I pretty much knew from a young age that I was going to pursue medicine, and that um, would be inauthentic for me not to say that. Uh, my dad influenced that. So my dad mm -hmm. is a doctor who practices in the south side of Chicago. Uh, and so my family did a good, um, had a good practice where he'd eat dinner every day, uh, every night when he'd mm -hmm. get home from work. So that meant around 7 p.m. usually. Nice, yeah. Um, and then at dinner, we'd all share our, our days, what we did, but home every Dude, we did the same exact thing yeah, here. It's a good, yeah, it's a good yeah. way to be. Uh, I aspire yeah. to do that with my family down totally. the road. Um, but so he'd share his stories, and that stuff was interesting. Um, he seemed to really enjoy his job. Um, he does. He still works today and really enjoys it. He's mm -hmm. changed locations from where he once, where he started and spent most of his career, and he's still loving it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that his passion, his his the amount of care he has for others, and then the ability for him to balance it with his family is something that I aspire to have. Mm -hmm. um, and then I really didn't make it a little more certain in my mind until I was a uh, I was a junior in college when I took AP Biology, that was with uh, You Matt mean junior in high school? Sorry, junior in high school. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Matt Kanapke. Kanapke! He's a great teacher. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really enjoyed teach take taking his class, and that kind of made me decide biology was the route I was going to take. Mm -hmm. So that's how I ended up bio in, in, in University sure, of Michigan. Sure, sure. Nice. Um, and then, you know, the three main things of medicine is like constant learning, um, yeah, the ability to help people, and interpersonal interactions. So all three of those things are the big draws for me. Are those like the core tenets that you're basically instilled with? Yeah, I mean the fourth, <clears throat> the the one that kind of flip flops is also like the passion for science. Mm -hmm. um, I mean I love science, but I think those three I said would be one, two, three. Science would probably be four. Science is sort of more the means at which you can do those things, mm -hmm. right? Because I can do interpersonal interaction, I can do um, helping people, but you kind of need the science in order to do that as a mm -hmm. doctor. Um, but I do love science. I did a lot of research and I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, those are the, like you said, those sure. are the three main tenets. I got you, yeah. Um, so you were like, I imagine like you did generally well in like the required like science courses we took in high school, like, mm -hmm. you know, the bio and chemistry and the physics and stuff like that. 
Yeah, I did all right in those classes. I actually, I, I was did. never, I was <laughs> yeah, never the best though. In the, I was like good, but I remember distinctly. Um, this kind of hurts to say because they went to these these two girls went to Ohio State. But you know, Laney Pearl, Delaney Pearl. I he, think that name sounds familiar. You know, Quincy O'Malley. I think. I've seen her before, too. So those are two girls that were in, like, all my classes. Shout out to Delaney and uh, Quincy. Shout out to both of them. Yeah. Those oh, yeah. were very two smart girls who sometimes I'd do better and sometimes they would do better. Uh -huh. um, they had great grades. They were very smart minds. And mm -hmm. um, so I would do good, but I think yeah. they'd always somehow, they'd, they'd oh, beat yeah. me. They'd do better. Dude, um, of course they'd, yeah. Very smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd, I remember Quincy was my eighth grade crush. Really? Yeah. I, I had a crush on Quincy... When she first moved into Western. Here. You, yeah. you didn't go to Western. No, no, I went to other. Home. Yeah, I was like really, she was like way taller than oh, me. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, the extent at which I, through college, the extent at which I would like keep tabs with Quincy and Laney was them always sending me a text or a Snapchat after Ohio State beat us in football. Oh my God, yeah. Which happened every <laughs> single year. Yeah that I was there and have since graduated. Mm -hmm. um, so Michigan's kind of letting me down um, in that department and giving them a lot of pride and more ways for them to, you know, be one step ahead of me, yeah. whether it be the grades, but now right. it's now you're it's always You're just always outdid. <laughs> with, with them, it seems so, but, you know, yeah. no one's keeping track anymore. I'm glad sure. they're doing well. I'm sure they would say the same thing about me. They're totally. really nice people, so. Oh, yeah, I used to... I remember, like, there were some classmates I used to be, like, hyper-competitive with yeah. that, like, I would always have class with, but they would always do better on me. For me, it was Kevin Anderson, actually. Oh, genius. Dude, the smartest so kid smart. ever. Yeah. Where, so, where is he? I am not spoken. He is living in Minneapolis now, I believe. Okay. I think he so got... he's freezing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's probably uh, ice cold right now. <laughs> um, you know, with tr riding on a on a... With a team of sled dogs Maybe a to job, now. yeah. But <laughs> Kevin, uh, see, I've known Kevin since kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin's one of my oldest friends, but he was like always like you know the smart kid. Like he was really really smart even in elementary school, and then he would be in like all of like he would be in a lot of my classes. And he was just like, it felt like Kevin never had to try, man. And I like yeah. I would get so like. Um, I'd be like, damn, like, Kevin got a better grade on me, like, screw Kevin. <laughs> oh, this is in elementary. This was just even just, you know, in a middle school, okay. like, I would just, in high school. he would, yeah, right. Kevin was just always, he was just always so smart, so yeah. good at everything, and I was like, I used to get so jealous, because eventually he also started having, like, he actually was friends with all of you before I was really friends with you guys, and I'm like... Oh my god, I want friends too, and Kevin's already friends with them, and then, like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so Kevin was, like, your mortal enemy. Yeah, Kevin, Secretly. Kevin was my nemesis, but I love him to death now. Kevin is a great dude. Uh, I ran into him on the train mm -hmm. uh, la around this time last year, actually. Um, but he uh, he was living back here for a while, too, uh, just doing, like, uh, landscaping work. But now I think he got a job, because he, he studied actuarial science. Oh my god. Which is like one of the hardest oh. majors. <laughs> no, what? Yeah, I knew I knew that man was smart, but... That is like one of the oh. most difficult lines of work to go into. I have into. a friend at University of Michigan who did actuarial sciences, and like, he was barely scraping to get by. He Dude. Me. I mean, he, he managed, he, he pulled it out. He is now, right. um, 
considering graduate school that's related to that, but yeah. like he was sad a dude, lot the because it was so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, like there was like three people I knew in Milwaukee that started in actuarial science, but none of them made it Finished. like more than like a year oh, into the God. program. But yeah. Kevin is uh he's killing it, man. Sounds like it. Yeah, but I get what you mean though, where it's like these people are so smart. And I want to be smart, too. I think it's good to have people that, I mean, I, I don't want to say compare yourself against, but it's good to have people that you aspire to, mm -hmm. not even aspire, because it's not like... Motivate I, you I, to I, do better. There we go. Yeah. It's good to have people that motivate you and push you to do better, whether totally. that be... Whether they intend to or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> or they don't even know that you... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, don't, they don't even know who you are. They're just like... They're just like... Yeah, sure. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a good guy. You're right, right. Oh, oh he's comparing something. <laughs> yeah, so you went to Michigan, and um, remember, you didn't you really want to go to Northwestern? I did. Yeah, I remember, I remember the day... Wow, how do you know that? I do, because I remember, like, the day you, like, got denied, we had, because we had the same lunch period senior year, and I remember you were, like, really upset about it. I got, we got, I got my rejection letter... You know how I know I didn't got it I didn't get in was because Oh my god this this hurts still but <laughs> oh, also it's like I'm still doing well right I still joke like man I know people that went to Northwestern that were pre-med are not pre-med anymore Yeah oh, sure and it's like yeah. I I firmly believe that if I went there I would have succeeded I would have been pre-med and I would have yeah. gotten into med school. Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't the path for me. And maybe it was, it's not the path for other people, other people that didn't get in, but it was the path for others. So I'm not too concerned about it now. But thinking yeah. back to how I found out kind of hurts. So I was on um, Instagram or Facebook, whatever the social media platform it was at that time. Um, and Richard Forden. Oh, yeah. Because he got, <laughs> yeah. posted that he got accepted to Northwestern. So Richard Ford is a good friend of mine. We played Little League Baseball. Yep. He was a lefty. He went to middle as, school with us. He was a lefty as well. Much bigger and better than me. Very, very athletic Very athletic guy. guy. Yeah. Um, played hockey as well. And he got accepted with a scholarship to play baseball. Baseball, yeah. And so I saw that they were letting out acceptances at that time, but I didn't hear anything. So I was kind of, I sort of deduced from that, like, yeah. oh, this is not going to be good news. Yeah, and then you're I think right. maybe a day or two later, I got something in the mail that formally rejected me. Damn. And I, so I, did, I did early decision there. That's how uh, set I was on it. Oh, yeah. I got, I mean, you remember when, like, everybody got, like, deferred from U of I, but then, like, people still got, like, Alex. Like, uh, he got, like, deferred at first, but then he eventually he got really? in. And I think that, like, there were a couple others that, like, got deferred a couple times, mm -hmm. but, like, they eventually, like, I didn't even get deferred from U of I, I just got straight denied. Really? Like, I, my grades were shit. Mm. I I only really applied because, like, I only applied to three schools. Um, Milwaukee, NIU, and uh, U of I. And I got into NIU, obviously got into UWM, but... Yeah, I remember I was kind of... I, I, it's like I wasn't even really expecting anything, but it still stung to see. You know, in a formally, like, yeah, typed the letter. Is not letter. To get. No, no, not at all. But but you went to Michigan, and I remember I visited you twice. First time was... Because my sister lived there. Right. She still does. Um, and I visited you when you were still in the dorms for, like... A second, I remember. Yeah, it was a very brief. Very moment. brief, because I was in town. But then I saw you last year. When I graduated. Right. Um, 
you and were, you got to meet Amy. I did get to shout out to Amy. Amy likes all my pictures. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Amy. Amy's dope. Yeah, she's she's a good Instagram friend. Uh, there's no there's no doubt about that. Sure is, but um, it was good to see you. We went to that one really dang Frida Petitas. Frida, but oh my god, that yeah. was so good. That dude. was really good. I do miss Ann Arbor. I miss the the restaurants and how easily accessible they were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Flossmoor is fine, but the food just is not the same. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you have. You have the brewery, yeah. and then you have like. You ever, have, you ever been to the Redbird Cafe? No. It's over where, um, oh shoot, the Ridgewood Tap, you know where that is? Oh yeah, yeah. So there's a place called the Redbird Cafe. That place is pretty good. Okay. It's kind of like, it's not as good as somewhere that I would say you'd get on campus. Oh sure. But it has that type of stuff like nice. avocado toast. It has a lot of gluten-free options. It's it has, hip. It's it tries it tries hip. to be very hip. It is it has like communal seating. Oh nice. So like I mean it's hip. It's good. It's very, it's very good for Flossmore. It is. Damn. It is good compared well, to like the standard of Ann Arbor. Sure, sure, yeah. okay. Yeah. I haven't been there. I've, I've been. It. I've been so detached from being here. Like, um, like I remember, like when I came back, like uh, during like senior year, I remember coming back uh, from uh, college, and I had like just turned twenty one, and. Mm. I didn't even know like like all the bars that were in Homewood. Oh, like, there's a bunch. Now there's a bunch. Yeah. Like I only really knew like Lassen's and the Fifth, but yep. then it's like there's also now the Tin Ceiling. There's that like Grape and Grain place. Yeah. There's like a um, couple other ones. Uh, On that same corner street, yeah. there's like three or four that you're just describing. Yeah, Grape and Grain. There's the there's that one other place. What the fuck? I don't remember the names, man. Yeah. There's billiards at, at the place. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, all those, like... Now there's, like, that whole, like... You could do a whole bar crawl in Homewood, mm-hmm. basically. Um, I'm like, holy shit, I had no idea. Like, these either these are all, like, brand new, or I just, like, never noticed them. But, yeah, I've been so, like, detached from... Because I barely come down here anymore, so... I don't even know what's still even around here. Right. You know? How did it feel, like... So, you... So you um, graduated, and then like, what did you take that post grad year to do before you came back here? So I I, I applied to med school twenty eighteen, so twenty seventeen technically. Sure. Which was my junior year, end of mm-hmm. junior year, and so I went on interviews that cycle. I had four interviews, and I was waitlisted at all four places, um, and then unfortunately just didn't get off waitlist, so I was forced to take a gap mm-hmm. year. Um, it wasn't my initial intention. Um, I always sort of thought that taking the gap year would sort of take me away from the studies and I'd lose the momentum that I had been building, you know, from high school into college and then continue to do book work in med school. Uh, but it has been um, a blessing. I definitely got a lot of perspective um, on medicine uh, that was definitely more authentic and mm-hmm. realistic. And I got that from the involvements I did. So I did Oak Street Health. Right, yeah. Um, so that's... Uh, Medicare Advantage, which is similar to Medicare, Medicaid-based patients, um, and I did that in Detroit. Mm. Um, I did that for a year while also doing research at the University of Michigan. I continued uh, retina research, which nice. I had done throughout undergrad, um, which was honestly great. That was one of like the things that stayed constant um, that sort of made me feel a little less down about taking the gap year, right? So I just continued my role that I was doing throughout the four years. They had they happily had me back. Nice. Um, so some great mentors. <clears throat> very cool. Um, I'm very thankful for. And then after doing that for a year, that was the first gap year, I transitioned back to Flossmore. 
Um, so the reason why I went to Detroit was because of those opportunities, but also because my girlfriend, Amy, she uh, was a year younger. Mm. Um, so she, I wanted to be with her for that extra year because if I'm going to take a gap year, I might as well enjoy it. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Um, and so I was there. And then so she graduated. She went back to New York. Um, I didn't really want to stay and pay those absorbent prices for rent. Right, yeah. So I went back to Flossmoor. And Oak Street Health is actually pretty growing organization that is in the Midwest area, a little bit on the East Coast. They have them in Chicago as well, Chicago being the, the origin, the site mm. of origin for the, the organization. So I worked here in Chicago um, from August until now. But in between that period that I left June and August of 2019, I went to Japan teaching internship. Oh, wow. Um, it was called Come On Out. So it was like um, an English immersion program. Why did you do that? I did that between July, June and August. It was late. It was late June to mid August. Oh, okay. Wait, this like this. So this past summer, twenty nineteen. Yeah, this, this. Oh, okay. Yeah, a couple of months ago, handful of months ago. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So Damn, that was like the transition cool. period. So I left my Detroit. I did that, and I came back and nice. did it in Chicago. That's awesome. How? What were your takeaways from that experience? Um, a couple big things. One of them being. Um, this is sort of more on a personal level, not so much on the teaching aspect. I can go to the teaching after. Mm -hmm. um, but like connecting with people that are just not very similar to you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's very easy to meet someone and then you, you know, ask them where they're from, what they do. And normally when you find that connection, you cling to it. And that's sort of how you build your friendship. That's how yeah. you build your rapport. That's yeah. just how it goes naturally. Mm -hmm. But imagine you meet someone and there just is... Maybe because I didn't spend enough time or because there was a language barrier, but it's just you couldn't really find the connection. Yeah. And yeah. so you're 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 just becoming interested in them for the sake of being interested and mm -hmm. wanting to gain friendship as opposed to maybe looking for something that you share in common. Yeah. Um, right. that's valuable beyond medicine, beyond teaching. Um, and that's something that I learned to appreciate a little bit more because of my time in Japan. Um, I also sort of got a this is also on like a social personal level. I gain more of appreciation for like finding a better work-life balance mm -hmm. um, because definitely during undergrad I always would be studying. I would go out you know, here and there but it was always the priority of doing book work as it should be mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion when you're in college. Totally. Um, there's no shame in having fun but you right, want to make sure yeah. your focuses are in the right place. Yeah. Um, and then in the gap year I still was very focused because I didn't get in right so I was very focused on getting back to where I was getting to reapply. Um, and I didn't apply that first year because I really wanted to make sure my application was different mm -hmm. and I could present myself in a in a different light than I did the first time. <clears throat> and so I was very focused on grinding and grinding and grinding. Right, and that was really yeah. my first, like, deep breath out was during that year, that month and a half. Um, and ever since, I kind of have really been more focused on when I leave work, I'm done, I can enjoy the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. On the weekends, I shouldn't be focusing on work. Maybe I do an email here and there, but... Yeah. It's really um, been beneficial to me because it was a great work-life balance totally. in Japan and oh, the people great. I was working with. Oh, yeah. And they're like, uh, <clears throat> aren't they one of like the healthiest societies in the world? Ooh, that I'm not sure, but they have... Like their life expectancy is like... Oh, really... that that is true. Yeah, oh, okay. I think that's most Asian um, countries, but Japan sure. definitely has a high life expectancy. They have a problem with... Um, they're going to have a problem because of the population is so old in a couple of years, the, the elderly population will be way too large. The population pyramid is too slanted oh, outward. Wow. So they need like more kids to, to care for the growing elderly. Damn. And then they have like the opposite of that going on in China. Right. Yeah. There's 
many complicated problems. Quite a, yeah. How you're building your population. Right, quite a polarity. Different motivations why you'd want to have kids or why you wouldn't want to have kids, too. Yeah, certainly. So how did you, like, um, how did you, like, find your footing going through undergrad, like, with, like, what kind of specific work in medicine that you wanted to do? Um, I think, so what you just pointed out is probably one of the weaknesses in my application. So you're asking me specifically about medicine, what field I wanted to go into. And I did not have the experiences to give a a good response with like legitimate backing. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the stuff I did was research based. I did volunteering in hospitals, but I didn't really get to see the patient experience mm -hmm. with, with doctors, so I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, the research I did was in ophthalmology, which I thought was very interesting, um, but probably not the route I'll go. Um, and then, so that because you were doing the study on the retina. The retina, yeah. correct. Ophthalmology eye, sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> emergency medicine was something that like grabbed my attention because of um, these programs we had through one of the organizations that was a part of the pre-medical club. But aside from that and the shadowing hours, I really didn't know like which field I wanted to go into. Mm -hmm. Um, from the work I've done since graduating at Oak Street Health, which is a primary care clinic, I'm pretty sure that's not um, the route that I want to take, mm -hmm. uh, that being primary care. Um, it's definitely, it, it has very difficult, you have a good work-life, better work-life balance, um, but I think I would be, I would appreciate more something more, I would appreciate something more uh, minute, something more specific. Um, in my practice. Sure, sure. So, Be so being primary care would mean it's like you're working patient, doctor to patient, basically. Pro yes. So, primary care being, um, I think I I'll explain it. Yeah. So, yeah. primary care physician is the person <clears throat> that you pretty much go to for everything. You have normal mm -hmm. cadence visits, whether right. it be a yeah. year or three months, and you'd go to them. And for those, I mean, I don't have a primary care physician right now. I probably should, but don't have many medical problems mm -hmm. um, but let's say I'm like 40 so you'd want to have like a, med a primary care physician so I'd go there like every six months and I'd go and say hey well, how you doing how's your blood pressure how's your diabetes oh it's well controlled yada yada oh you want to make sure that that problem you're describing you have back pain the primary care physician can try mm -hmm. to assess and deal with it themselves but if it's a problem that requires greater care, they would say, oh, I'm going to refer you to the orthopedic specialist. Sure, yeah. And then they'll take care of them, and then they come back after their orthopedic appointments and care, and now you're kind of helping manage. I see So the mean, difficulty yeah. of primary care that I've come to realize is um, there's so many things you can take care of, and patients that are on Medicare and Medicaid or just elderly patients have a lot of problems, and a lot of those problems require outside care. So you're juggling all these different problems, trying to help the patient, um, and now you're dependent on so many other people to make sure that they're getting the care they need, and you're like the front mm -hmm. man or yeah. the front woman. Um, and it's just, I feel like you spend a lot of time being overwhelmed by trying to get the records and review it and then explain it from what the other doctors should have been doing. And so it can be sort of exhausting, mm -hmm. and to me, I just don't think that I, I love the patient interaction, being able to build a rapport with them, but totally, I don't yeah. want to be so reliant on the other specialists to do my job well, mm -hmm. um, because I wouldn't want to be putting them in a bad position, um, because maybe I'm getting exhausted mm -hmm. by just the load totally. of work that's being put on me sure. um, from balancing totally. the different specialists. Once you like officially like enroll in med school, mm -hmm. that will be where you eventually find like your specialty, with yeah. what kind of particular like area of focus like 
in medicine mm-hmm. you will do. Right. So I, I'm not in med school yet, so I can only speak from uh, the people I've spoken to and those that have already sure. gone before me. But you but did get accepted. I did get so accepted. So you will, like, that is, like, on the that itinerary. Is, I start in August. Very nice. Do you, um, where? So right, I have acceptances to <clears throat> Rush Medical College, so that's in the West Loop of Chicago. Yeah. Um, many Chicagoan people are probably familiar. And a place called Sidney Kimmel Medical College, so that's associated with Thomas Jefferson University. That's in Philadelphia. It's like right in the city center. Um, right now, I'm leaning more toward Rush um, because it's proximity to home, the type mm-hmm. of patient population I get to see. And I still have some places to hear back from. Um, but Rush, of the schools I interviewed at, Rush is the second spot. So I'm, I'm very content. I'm very happy. I really do want to go there, and mm-hmm. I know I'll be happy. Awesome. I've just got to wait to hear back from other schools. Sure, I got you. Cool. I just interviewed <coughs> one of my friends back in Milwaukee who is a uh, med tech, oh, nice. uh, which is a profession that is, I've heard, very overlooked in the uh, profession because, like, you don't, it's not like a default profession that uh, people going into, like, studying, you know. Mm-hmm biology or whatever it is like medicine like they don't you know you hear you understand that like there's particular doctors that have particular practice and then there's the nurses but then like the med techs are like you know they are the ones figuring out a lot of the treatments and whatnot but they're not they, they just don't interact with the patients so no one really knows that they're there they're doing a lot of like the lab work and whatnot um and so she was, like, saying that, like, it's a very understaffed position, mm-hmm. you know? So as med techs, I am actually not familiar with med tech. Okay. Um, to my knowledge, we don't have any at Oak Street Health, and I'd never passed, crossed paths with any when I was volunteering. Well, is Oak Street Health, like, an entire, like, is it, like, a full-service hospital? It is not a full-service hospital. Okay, that's probably hospital. why, yeah. then. So wait, what what does a med tech do? They're mostly lab-based? Or yeah, they-, they do lab work. They, oh, like, okay. basically run they do research about about illnesses and diagnoses like would a lab tech be working with a pathologist probably probably yeah okay yeah but i think phil mcnow may have been a lab tech uh med tech i don't know know. i'm just saying that it could be wrong phil let us know (laughs) that sounds similar he did he did something that was more related on the, the lab side of of medicine that i think he really enjoyed sure what was like your favorite course you took in in college Ooh. God. You know, I'll be honest. <laughs> the fact that I that no class jumps out at, my, at me right away should speak to, like, the classes <laughs> I was yeah. in. Uh, I mean, they were good, well-taught classes, but none of them, I was like... Because I'm not passionate, really, about, like, chemistry or physical chemistry. or right. fit, Like, I'm just taking it because I have yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. Um, I, and I need to learn it, and I enjoy learning it. Probably the most interesting class I took was... A class, my like intro level English writing class. So it's like a creative writing class you had to take uh, as a student at University of Michigan. Sure. It was called English 125. It was taught by a man named um, Adam Doctor. So he had a PhD, Doctor Adam Mazel, and he like encouraged us to do a lot of different writing styles that I had never done. That I think still influence the way I write today, especially like narrative based mm-hmm. pieces, there like my go. personal statement yeah. or different stuff about my tr- like that I had to do. In my application mm-hmm. to med school, and some inter- throughout undergrad, that was really helpful. Interdisciplinary stuff. Yeah. It sounds like. No, it was it was really good. I enjoyed his class. He wrote nice. one of my letters of recommendation even for med oh, school. Oh, tight. Yeah. Um, one of my and the way I like reached out to remind him like, hey, Dr. Mazel, it's good to see you. Um, it's good to speak to you. Hope all is well. I'd, 
I hope you remember me, mm -hmm. um, yada yada, and I sent him a piece of work I wrote for his class, and it was, we had to talk about like words and the connotation, the deeper meaning, the history, the ideology of the word, and I chose the word pussy. <laughs> of course he, he did. He encouraged us, <laughs> yeah. he encouraged us to do words that were like um, slang usage and but in the dictionary, uh, words that mm. are strong, like he wouldn't want you to pick beautiful, yeah, you know, yeah, things yeah, that yeah, like yeah. would be, you know, curious. Sure. And so I looked in that word and I sent him that paper. He's like, oh yes, I remember this one. Nice. And that was fun to write about. Oh, like funny. I was like citing rappers. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just fun. It was just very funny. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. For sure. And I think that that class probably was one of the most fun classes because it engaged more creative side as opposed to the more like cool scientific side. Yeah, sure. Um, we can get into this if you want to, but uh, what are your thoughts on um, universal health care? What are my thoughts on universal health care? I think that no... It's a tough one. For example, I work in the, the system that I currently work at, Oak Street Health, um, pretty much benefits from these government organizations and support. Okay, yeah. Because Medicare Advantage are people that are duals. They have Medicare and Medicaid, mm. which makes them eligible um, to be cared for by our system. We care for people also fee-for-service, but that is the crux of the organization. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not supposed to t talk about Oak Street Health to this degree. I don't think anyone will like, come at me, but I'll speak now about my perspective. Yeah. So I think that it's good. Um, I think that in some ways it may similar to what I'd experienced at Ocean, it may take some of the um, trust we have out of the physician's hand, which might be realistic, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I like to believe that people that pursue this field are good-hearted and yeah. really do intend to help people. Um, and, I, and I think that that's a majority of us, mm -hmm. those that, like me who are going to med school and those that are currently doctors. Um, but I don't want to see that much trust in them Dissipated, right? Because I think that that's important in terms of building rapport with patients, yeah, um, right. building rapport with hospitals, and then even beyond into the government. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just like I struggled with my uh, insurance for a couple of years yeah. until I finally got on a plan that works for me, like in in uh, Wisconsin. Well, but yeah, yeah but. Insurance and healthcare and that stuff—that's for another day. But it's—it's—I it's, 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 mean, it's, it's a, a different. to unpack. Yeah, it is. Sure, it's, a, it's definitely a lot. It's too sure much to unpack yeah. at, at the very end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's—it's um, it's very controversial. I—I I definitely was. T I, I like to tiptoe around that stuff because I don't have a very strong perspective. I'm very. Well, at the end of the day, you're yeah. not making that decision, you know. Right. And quite frankly, neither am I. Yeah. The most thing we can do is vote for what we believe Correct. in, right? Well, Kevin, I think we did some good work here. Um, it was a pleasure. It was it good was to talk. Good. Yeah, man. I see you actually did enjoy this IBC. Oh, yeah, completely I'm not picky. The black chair. I'm not picky. Look at me. I'm so nervous <laughs> yeah. this one. I drink, dude. I drink things way too fast. <laughs> I'm going to have to pee after this. but um, So, Kevin, as we close out, tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh, man. What keeps me up at night? I think one of the biggest concerns that I have now is how I'm going to like balance the work and life of my future career. Mm -hmm. And also what that means to current uh, relationships and people, not just like romantic, but even friends, like how to mm -hmm. balance that when yeah. you're in school and as, as you go to residency and as you mm -hmm. move beyond trying to balance your career and your family. Um, I think my family has done a pretty good job. Uh, my dad specifically, my mom as well, at making sure that is there, but 
Um, I think I want to try to keep a balance that makes me feel very rewarded in the work, but also make a lot of time for those that I care about. Oh, yeah, man. Um, that kind of, more specifically in the more, more not distant, more recent or upcoming future, uh, would be like how I'm going to balance med school. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. What puts you to sleep, though? What puts me to sleep? Ooh, um, I guess maybe like a long day. Yeah. Well, you play a lot of Xbox still, that, don't you? And that, Xbox <laughs> does not put me to sleep. No. <laughs> I'm playing with like our friends, that just excites me. Yeah, it like, keeps you up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yelling and screaming. All and right. I guess probably just a long day. What are you still, what are you playing these days? Uh, the new Call of Duty, which is like a great uh, throwback. Damn. So all of us grew up playing like Modern Warfare. Right, yeah. And those were really good games. And now they made a new Modern Warfare. That's they made not... a more modern Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they just knew that was where the money was yeah. at. So they finally went back to it. And that's how they got people like me to play again. Because I haven't played any of the other games since uh, for like four or five years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it definitely grabbed my attention. Nice. Yeah. I don't have an Xbox anymore. But I do miss it sometimes, for sure. Um, yeah. Also, I'm bummed I missed our Secret Santa. I have our group chat on I, mute. Oh, my God. <laughs> who, else, who else didn't make it? I Is Aaron in? I don't think Aaron's I don't in. know. Um, but I just I muted it because it would just blow up so much. And I missed that it was even a conversation. But... Mm -hmm. Bummer. Whatever. <laughs> okay, next year. Hey, this is our secret Santa. We did a podcast together. Yeah, this is my gift to you. Is my presents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the root beer. And too. the root beer, sure. Yeah, I should have wrapped it. Uh, I don't like my presents wrapped. It's too much. Gives me too much anxiety. I just like it when it's just right there, there presented. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, man. It was my pleasure. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Um. Yeah, shout out to uh, all that have studied medicine, that have studied biology, chemistry, all fields of science with all the intense research that they're doing, building our future, keeping people well and healthy, and uh, staying up really fucking late doing homework, that's for sure. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.